Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and it is a Monday in December. It's cold, and the sports are good. Give us a call, 718-664-9098, like always, rayandtaytoday.com, rayandtaytoday at gmail.com. You want to send us your thoughts on Monday Night Football or anything in the sports world, We'll get back to you. We like communicating with you guys. We read your emails. Also, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're very social. Ray, before we jump into football, there's so many just little news stories and stuff going on. I figured we'd tackle that first. And the first one is from college football. Jumbo Fisher just got a new extension at Florida State. Is that the right move? Should they... You know, should they want to keep him since he was flirting with LSU? Give me your thoughts on that, and then we'll tackle McCaffrey and Fournette skipping their ball games. What do you think about Jimbo? Well, let's go one by one. Jimbo, what it is right now. So, look, he won a national championship. Bobby Bowden was the guy who probably held on maybe five years too long, so Jimbo was waiting. And he took over, and why not? He's the face of Florida State. I think LSU was special. It's almost like if Jim Harbaugh is anywhere but Michigan, Michigan will always be in his heart somewhere. You know what I mean? So that's okay. I don't have a problem with that. He's a big boy. LSU ended up going somewhere else, and that's fine. So he deserves the extension, no problem. But McCaffrey and – I think it's good, but McCaffrey and Fournette skipping the bowl games. Since when did that become a thing? But like, but, are it's we special, so it's, but it's unique though. No, no, why no! Don't don't think why it's a pattern. No, no, no! I'm going to tell you why. Don't don't think it's a pattern developing. Number one, they're both in the most difficult position in the league because every hit matters. They're running back. So why isn't Ooh. every running back? No, no, no! But wait, let me finish. Out his bowl but let me game. finish. Wait, wait, but listen, listen, let me finish. They're not just running backs. They're running backs who both had injuries this season. Now, McCaffrey's injury was earlier in the season. Leonard just missed a couple games before the season ended. So, to me, I don't have a problem because why why would you want them to play in meaningless, I guess, exhibition games that doesn't further their career stats? I mean, just, just anything doesn't do they're not winning a championship and they both want to get ready for the combine and to better so their what, families. why throw the line there why not go all the way and remember when uh Jadavian Clowney was thinking about sitting out his his redshirt junior year where I do you draw the line why, and, not, stop, no, no, why but, not stop in the in the game wait, like that's a, not fair because a whole season and a meaningless ball game is a big but why are bowl right? games suddenly meaningless? Why, so why isn't the last game of the season meaningless? Why wasn't the Pac-12, you know, championship game or, or the the last game of the season? I don't the know, and I think it's season? because it's when closer. When do the games become I think it's meaningless? Clo- I 
I understand your frustration, but I think it's closer to the combine. And guess what? What happened last year? Jalen Smith, Notre Dame, Cowboys in the bowl game. Tremendous, tremendous injury. And come on. you Now, McCaffrey, he's got money. It's different. But if you're Leonard Fournette, you think you want to risk playing against Louisville compared to, um, you know, a four-year deal worth 20 to $30, 40000000 million? 100% agree, just, and, and I don't blame these working. kids. And, and you know what? It's the right calculation for them. They probably totally. both have insurance policies. But where do you draw the line? This is my question. Why play your senior year? Why play after you lose a game or two and you're not in the national championship hunt? Why play at all? Shut it down because in Because you have to be special enough. These guys are special enough. Everybody can't do it. That's why I don't think it's become. It's going to become what if you're a, a major Peterson issue. And you lost two games at Oklahoma. You're like for a two-loss bowl game, we're number eight, nine, but ten. Shut it down. This whole argument doesn't. This argument feed into what I've said though. Get rid of one of the games on the schedule against the Cupcakes. Everybody play nine games in your conference, and let's have an 18 playoff because then it would be more meaningful for more teams. And honestly, Ray, come on, you and I, we do so the, let me ask the, you something. the college. If this were eight, if, if they were eight, if LSU was eight and they were playing Alabama, would he Fournette would play? play? Yes, he would. You think? Of course he would. Of course Why? he would. The same calculation is, okay, here's the No, here's it's because better. he has the opportunity to win a championship, and that means something. Playing in the Sun Bowl or the Mercury FedEx, you know, you know, Doritos Bowl means nothing. Mm. And remember this. Remember this. Oh. You and I, we do the college football mania. How many bowls are there now? And how many and how 30, many how many of these teams are playing that are six and six? I think Central Michigan played so and so today. Like really? I mean, yeah, we've gotten too far. But wait, wait. Well, we're talking about LSU and Stanford. We're talking about top twenty-five teams. We're not talking about. You know, uh, Eastern Kentucky against uh, San Jose State. I'm I agree saying, with that. I, look, I, 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 and I don't blame these kids. I'm not mad at them. I'm not mad at them one bit. I'm just scared that at a certain point, the, the, don't the worry. quote unquote meaningless Be game. When does the meaningless game become meaningless? You know what I mean? Old games don't, used to wait, be wait, a big Don't panic. Deal. You're not. You're not on the Titanic. And and I think you won't see this happen again for another Wait, and couple here's, of here's years. Another thing. Nobody here's another thing that's crazy. You rest up before the bowl games, right? You get two, three weeks of rest. In your scenario where you have an 18 playoffs, you're playing eight and then four and then one. So you've got three straight weeks. You still weeks got two, three weeks off. Heads competition. Off. I don't know. Right, I'm but you still got time off. That this is gonna, the, the kids are suddenly going to be like, you know what? This game is meaningless. It's like, well, all right. Then I, you're I think it'll be good. So, wait, wait, but we got to talk about this because a record fell in college football. And I, I kind of mentioned this guy to you early in the year when we were looking at some of the stats. And um, our boy, Donnell Pumphrey from San Diego State, 5'9", 180. Now, they put it on Houston in their bowl game. And I think Houston had checked out. It was either 35-10 or 38-10. But this young man passed Ron Dane from, for total yards. He had 7,444 yards, over 6,000 rushing, and over 1,000 receiving. Can you imagine that from 5'9", 180? No. The all-time I mean, leading yards. All-time I mean, lead. And the funny thing yeah. is, 
these things went down like boom, 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 right? It was Tony Dorsett for a long time in FBS, right? It was Tony Dorsett in, you know, in the late 70s, and then Ricky Williams, and then back-to-back it was uh, uh, Ron Dane, and then now the guy – Humphrey and his dad was there. It was just emotional. It was nice. It was it was great. It was great. And you know what? You don't have to be and no disrespect to Leonard Fournette, right? But you don't have to be Leonard Fournette. You don't have to be six two, two forty, two thirty to to be college the best college runner of all time or not the best, the most accomplished college most runner accomplished. of all time. So that's awesome. That that's great that a guy five nine, one eighty is doing such big things. That's that's just warms your heart. It's a great story. And one more great story. I mean, maybe at the end we'll talk a little NBA, but we got to talk about this one before we get all engulfed in the NFL. (sighs) On a quiet Sunday evening on NBA TV, the San Antonio Spurs took care of the Pelicans, and after the game, not halftime, not pregame, after the game, the fans, the team showered, everybody stayed around to honor the greatest power forward, as you like to say, slash center, <laughs> the power forward ever, the best spur ever, in number 21, Tim Duncan, as his jersey went to the Raptors. And from from Popovich to Parker to Ginobili and then Duncan speaking, it was the most heartfelt, humble, fascinating because you don't even hear Tim Duncan ever talk, let alone Popovich, right? You know, he gives you two words on the sidelines. And I got to say, it made me like Tim Duncan even more. And this Spurs team, who I've never really liked, respected, but never liked, it made me like them and the organization even more, Ray. It was classy. It was subtle. it It was amazing. And the video they put together was one of the best pieces of video I've ever seen. Incredible, right? They did a great job. They and, you know, it's job. in typical Spurs fashion to not hype it up, to not yeah. make a big deal of it. It is way below the radar, and that's just how they do it. And, and not, not for better or for worse, that's just how they do it. And they took care of Tim Duncan just like he took care of them many years. He took less money than he could have gotten. He made less noise. He downplayed his role at the end of his career. He he let Tony Parker take over and win an MVP in the finals. He let Kawhi Leonard take over and win an MVP. Because you better believe that uh, – I won't name names, but you better believe that other people of that stature oh, yeah. would we- not have – Taking a back seat, they would have been like, "Look, it's my team." Not taking less I'm shots, a, less money, nothing. <laughs> I'm a two, three, four, five-time NBA champion. I'm a you know twelve, thirteen, fourteen-time All Star. I'm a defensive player of the year. I'm a two-time MVP. This is my team. I want the most money. I want the most shots. I want the most attention. I want everything. And he didn't do that. He wanted to win the most games, and he is. Really, that franchise, because of him, is the model in the NBA in terms of longevity. You know what the best part was? Popovich, Ray, you know what he said? He said, and he started to break down and cry, he said, you allowed me to coach the rest of the team by, by letting me get into you. And sometimes I was merciless and letting me coach you as a superstar, and he started to break down and cry because he made, you know, because then he said, then I could tell the other guys 
anything and to keep their mouth shut. <laughs> and that sums it all up, right? For a superstar to say, you know what, coach me and coach me hard, that's rare, right? It's it's just special. And, and, and you know uh, what's interesting? It, in some ways, it, you know, Tim Duncan is a blessing and a curse. I mean, he's always a blessing to the San Antonio Spurs, but he's a curse to teams like the Philadelphia 76ers, right? Because everybody is hoping to get them a Tim Duncan. <laughs> the guy stays four <laughs> years at Wake Forest. You know, the Boston Celtics thought for sure they'd have him. And you ask John Calipari, now he's he's made his bones and, and, and done his thing in college, but in the pros they were waiting for him, right? They, they thought statistically they're going to get him. San Antonio got him, and on a team that had David Robinson and a team that had Sean Elliott, you know, superstars in their own right, this guy first year took over that team. And basically David still was in his prime, but you knew – that it was all about oh, Tim yeah. Duncan. And the reason why this team won five championships was because of Tim Duncan. And that's just the ultimate Incredible. Thing, you know, uh, changing a franchise. I mean, think about it. They may never have won without Tim Duncan. They may ne- And they go from never winning a fran- uh, an NBA title to winning five and being considered the best team in professional sports Did over the last 20 years. Did you hear the stat, though? In 19 years... The only season that he did not win at least 50 games was the oh, season. There was the strike year where they, they only the played 50 games. That's right. crazy. Yeah. And they still yeah. won the chip that year. Exactly. But yeah, they beat our it, Knicks in 99. It's, it's incredible. That type of dominance and their winning percentage over that time, 7, like 18, the most through all sports, all major professional sports. So I just want to tip my hat to Big Timmy and talk about some stuff, but, Ray, it's time. Before we get to the games, Gus Bradley fired from the Jacksonville Jaguars. I I said it was coming. We now have two jobs open, Rams, Jaguars. I I throw my hat out to you and say that we're going to have anywhere between four and eight. I don't know if we'll get potentially Bills, Bears, maybe Chargers, Maybe um, Chargers. They've they've been they've been whispers about McCoy. I mean, that's there've been a lot of whispers. <laughs> we might they get the Bengals. They lost some you know. lead. Yeah, you know me and Marvin Lewis, right? And and I and I'm not saying Marvin shouldn't be a head coach. I'm just saying he shouldn't be a head coach of Cincinnati. It's just that's got to got to shake it up a little bit. The coach is it's possible. Cold, quite possible. The Bills, quite possible. Is there one job that you would say it should definitely be open and you think it's the best job? Right now we only know of two, Rams, Jaguars. I think we both agree the Rams is probably a better job, but Jaguars is not you know as me, bad as people think. I don't like Blake Bortles. I never did. I, I know you don't. So, you, so wait, so then you would come in and trade him and then sign or trade for another quarterback or draft one? Is that your philosophy with that. the Jaguars? I don't know about that. you you, you got to give me somebody better, and right now, you know. Well, right, I'm saying if you don't believe in him and they hire you tomorrow, then you've got to make a move, right? Well, and that's or, the question. Or, or you do what the hire. Cowboys did. You, you build your offensive line, and you build your defense, and you hope that a quarterback falls to you in the draft or, or somebody becomes available or somebody's disgruntled or, you know, who knows? Well, I think this offseason, if you really think about it, this might be the most fascinating offseason ever. Let's just say it maxes out and we get eight jobs. 
On top of it, we might have eight to nine quarterback switch teams. We're talking Cutler, Kaepernick, maybe a new Jets quarterback. We don't know about uh, the Bills. We don't know, you know, about Romo, Palmer. Um, what happens with the Jaguars? You know, the Rams are settled, but all these other teams, Kirk Cousins will probably stay. But we don't know what happens with the Broncos, the Texans. So, so many quarterbacks are going to be bouncing and moving around. It's going to be an amazing offseason. Vikings, Sam Bradford might not stay there. You know what I mean? So, who knows what's going to happen? I just want to know from you if, 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 it all comes down and the avalanche comes and we get the Bills and the Bengals and the Colts. Is, is it without question the Colts the best job because of the best player, Andrew Luck? Or do you look deeper than that and look at the whole roster? Well, in a league that requires you to have either an outstanding defense and running game or – and then you can and then you can have a Trent Dilfer or a Brad Johnson as your quarterback, or you need a, an outstanding quarterback and still uh, other things, right? But you need one or the other. You gotta go with Andrew Luck. You gotta. You have to. You, you can. You look. If you thought Jared Goff was the answer, and it's way too early to tell, right? Way early. Yeah. You could say I like the Rams' defense. Aaron Donald's probably one of the top players in the game when his head is right. Uh, Jeff Fisher has always been known to be a great defensive talent assessor and, and put a good defense on the field. So if Jared Goff, if you believe you can get a couple of Pro Bowls out of Jared Goff, you might think L.A.'s the job. If And you're going to get a new stadium. You're going to get, you probably have a year or two to lay under the radar, you know, while you're – Top of the line up. stadium in yeah, the best the city. Line. You're going to the get best available city in the country. Yeah. City to recruit <laughs> athletes, and and it's all good. So that job is compelling, depending on Jared Goff. But if you don't think Jared Goff is the answer, then you got to go with Andrew Luck. Now you got to bring a psychiatrist with you because Andrew Luck, you know, his father was an NFL player, but Andrew Luck's making far too many mistakes. He's got too much on his shoulders. He needs to almost say, "Look, go back to simplifying." Oh. And don't is it, are you going too far? Is it a psychiatrist, or does he just feel like he's Elvis and the pressure that he's got to do so much because he's been surrounded by subpar talent? When that O-line is so bad and Frank Gore is, you know, there five years too late because we both respect and love Frank Gore. It's not his fault. And then your tight ends are, you know, you maybe you lost your best one in Fleener. And, and you know, Doyle and Allen are, are above, maybe average, right? And then you say, okay, I like T.Y. Moncrief, uh, Dorsett, uh, you know, and they're not staying healthy. It's not the greatest talent around them. No, it's not. It's not. But but you're going to have to have a Tony Dungy, Peyton Manning type conversation, which is, you know what? You can break all the records for offensive, you know, quarterback production if you want. But if you want to win a championship – you need Don't to make fewer over. mistakes. You yep. need to make first downs, and you need to show off your big arm and your athletic talent when necessary. Oh, so you mean you so, need to go 32 for 36 on Sunday Night Football like Dak <laughs> Prescott, baby? You got to go Dak. <laughs> you got to go Dak. Ray, he's, special. He's, special. he's special, Ray. He shut up Jerry Jones and everybody else. Let's get to it. Sunday Night Football, a young gentleman put his stamp on a position – 
the uniform, the history of the franchise, and he said, don't mention his name again. I am, contrary to popular belief, I am the HNIC. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Ezekiel is in the running for MVP, Ray, but without any question in my mind, because he's a fourth-round pick, Dak Prescott just won Rookie of the Year last night. Would you agree? Yeah, I can't see anybody even close. Quarterback's the hardest position. You were the fourth-round pick. You were not expected to even see the field, except for by injury. You're playing under the biggest spotlight ever. Your owner is the you know, most vocal owner, and you are 11 and 2. So, sorry, 12 and 2 now. So, you pretty much couldn't have had a better season. I mean, yeah, you could be, you could be, you know, and think about this. Your two (laughs) losses are to the Giants on opening day by one point when you had, what, 10 days to prepare, and by three points, in the Meadowlands, MetLife Stadium, 10 And both oh, of them, yeah, your receivers let you down. And your Dez drops the down. ball. Right, Dez drops. Well, he's one for nine, and then he fumbles, Dez, and then in the other game, turns Williams. So you, know, you have two losses by a total of four <laughs> points. How good was Ezekiel, though, last night? That O-line is great, but 159 yards. And I don't care what anybody says, because I like McFadden and even Alfred Morris. But don't discredit Ezekiel just because it's a great line. Murray and Ezekiel Elliott, those are better than average and maybe even special backs. And I don't think just any you can just throw anybody behind that line and run and win. Some of his runs, Ray, I mean, he spins on guys, hurdles them. He swivels between, between holes. Uh, Zeke, is he's all that in a bag of chips. The kid is really talented. You know what? This is Emmett Smith all over again, except that Much I think Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott is more talented. Uh, Emmett, Emmett was a gamer, played with the separated shoulder. He was tough. He got you those yards. He won you those Super Bowls. But in terms of God-given ability and in terms of physical talent, Ezekiel Elliott is like Emmett Smith 2.0. And same thing, he's playing behind that offensive line, and we used to we used to laugh and say, if you put Barry Sanders behind Emmitt Smith's offensive line, he might run for 3,000 yards, and maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> but don't, maybe you're not. Right. <laughs> don't take anything away from Ezekiel Elliott because he has an offensive line. That's unfair to him, and it's unfair to the Cowboys, and it's unfair to the offensive line. The offensive line is doing their thing, but Ezekiel Elliott's doing his thing. So if you took... I don't want to diss anybody, but let's say Christopher Ivory, who's a very good back, and you put him on the Cowboys, they would not be 12-2. and two. He would not be leading the NFL in rushing. He'd have a nice season, but he wouldn't be putting up Ezekiel Elliott's stats. Totally, so, totally, totally. To me, agree. Ezekiel Elliott, you know, I mean, Matt Ryan's doing some things in Atlanta, 
But oh, yeah. I don't know. Ezekiel Elliott, the problem is he'll split votes with Dak Prescott. But I, I almost think he's the MVP. And and you know the bias towards quarterback, and rightfully so. The quarterback has so much more on his shoulder and so much more on his plate. But you know what Ezekiel Elliott does? He lets a rookie quarterback do his thing. He rests yes. the defense. He's basically won them the game he, in the he's fourth quarter. He's a problem quarter. solver. He, he <laughs> he's won a them the game. Yeah. Well, he won them five games. Because they were ahead, and they needed first downs, and they went right to Ezekiel Elliott, and there was no deception. And, there was like and you only won 26-20 to 20 last night, you know? I mean, look, give give other teams credit. Like, And this is what your point has always been about the Cowboys. As great as they are, nobody is really scared of them because Seattle, Green Bay, and New York can come, and maybe even Atlanta could come into that building and maybe – outscore them or beat them because their defense is not that great and if someone can slow down Ezekiel you can stay in the game they won 26-20 and Tampa Bay had four turnovers right last night so I mean it's fascinating but look the Cowboys get the credit they win the game I want to ask you this though did you are we at the point where we're underestimating this Falcon team because you know, look, Detroit loses to the Giants in a tough game, and that Giants team, we'll get to them in a minute, their defense is really stepping up. So now the Falcons move up to the third seed. You know, they're not going to get one or two. It'll probably be Cowboys and, and, and uh, Seahawks. But, Ray, this Falcons team is starting to put together wins without Julio Jones. So they're allowing him to rest and get healthy. Thank goodness. And then when he comes back, whether it's week 16 or 17, Come playoffs, you've got Gabriel, Sanu, Julio, Freeman, Coleman, Matt Ryan, Vic Beasley, and a pretty solid defense. you you got to watch out for Atlanta, right? You know, this is really impressive, and, and this bodes well for Matt Ryan's case for MVP when oh, yeah. you lose a Julio. Isn't it amazing that they lead the NFL in, in offense, but – you lose yeah. Julio Jones and Atlanta and Matt Ryan don't skip a beat. In Detroit, they stumbled a little bit last week or so, but you lose Megatron and that offense and Matt Stafford seems more, you know, is is humming but along. But it's throwing to the open man and what the defense, uh, you know, dictates. And I think it's an improvement from Ryan and Stafford to throw to the, who they should throw to, not forcing it to a super, you know, arcade game talented receiver. And kudos to them for doing that, right? And then the other guy Cowboys too. Over. Dak Prescott found a way to, you know, get the ball to Cole, be easy, Terrence Williams, and guys that you're like, who? Not named Des Bryant. <laughs> Bryce, Bryce Butler? <laughs> the Butler did it. <laughs> So what would you think about the Raiders? And and this is why I'm saying, like, I don't know if Mike McCoy will keep his job in the Chargers, but, you know, they're in – it seems like they're in every game, but they find a way to mess it up and lose every game, right? And, and, and you know, the, see, this, is, this game's not about them. It's more about the Raiders clinching the playoffs, and, you know, if they can win at least one more game, they'll get the division title, and we'll get to the standings and the playoff picture in a minute. But um, – are you ready to believe in the Raiders? Because my question is, for me, they still have not been the same since Carr hurt his finger. And Derek Carr, I had him in fantasy. He did not look that good yesterday. He did not have a great game at all. Cooper didn't do anything. 
And, you know, it, it's frustrating. You know, Murray played okay. You know, happy for you, right? You you needed him. But if we're being honest, this Raider team does not look super strength. I mean, super strong. They don't. And remember, we said they're they're about a year ahead of schedule. So actually, in the big mm-hmm. picture, don't mind it. But, like we always say, you've got to strike while the iron is hot. Denver has some internal fighting issues. Kansas City isn't explosive on offense, and their best player, Jamal Charles, is out. Um, really, you know, he might come back, but he's not. Horrible play calling from Andy Reid. It just baffles and yeah, me. Oh, that, yeah, that too. But, but my point is everybody has a weakness. There's no, you know, 85 Bears out there. Everybody can be beaten this year, and, and so you got to get. You never Even know. The Patriots. David Carr, uh, Derek Carr might hurt himself, or a Cooper might get hurt. So you never know. You got to strike now. So ah, you know, you you almost rest around with, you almost play around with resting Derek Carr if you can, uh, finding see. a way to get that finger yeah. healed up because you know their defense is not good enough, and their offense is not you know, explosive enough that they don't need a How about very this? good performance by Carr to win in the playoffs. You're totally right, and this brings up a great point. Is it more important to have the number two seed and and try to play him or rest him and maybe potentially be the fifth seed and, you know, go on the road, you know, to, you know, battle that, that Titans or Texans team or whatever? I mean, to me, matchup-wise, you get an easier team in a sense. Well, and everybody you might lose wants that to play game. the four seed, right? Right, <laughs> right. Everybody wants to be five. the five seed in the AFC. <laughs> yeah, you right. Be five, but you play anybody in the AFC. You health. bring up the point about his health, and I think that's so. Derek Carr can win on the road if he's healthy. He could lose at home if he's not 100 percent, though, right? That's how I see it. Yeah, so for I think sure. you're right. I w- I would actually rest him. You bring, excuse me, you bring up a great point there. So that's fascinating. We'll see how that plays out. Let's talk about this Patriots-Broncos game because, look, Simeon outplayed Brady, and, you know, I'm still upset with you and Hank and then, you know, for this whole fantasy thing, but that's a whole other conversation because my <laughs> man Matt Barkley got Matt, Matt Barkley got busy. And, I, and, and, and Tay should have gone with his instincts because he knows that the Packers' secondary is trash and that Matt Barkley is, is having – Matt Barkley is actually making me feel like he's one of the 32. The guys played really well, and it's not like the Bears have great receivers, right? We've got to start to give Matt Barkley just a little bit of credit, whether Chicago keeps him or somebody else. Matt Barkley looks like one of the 32 to me. But Simeon, you know, I don't know what to feel about Simeon, Paxton Lynch, the Broncos, but I think we both had them missing the playoffs, and I think it might actually – come to fruition. The offensive line and Booker have not been able to get it done. Demarius and Sanders, you know, they can only do so much. And the Patriots just go there and find a way between Lewis and a little bit of Edelman and a little bit of James White and Blunt, and they get it done. Were you impressed with the Patriots' win or depressed by looking at the Broncos' three points in offense? Uh, Both. Um the Broncos, we know who they are, but you still, when when they're humming, you say to yourself, this team, despite Trevor Simeon or Paxton Lynch, can win because the defense carried them. So you get you get 
fired up. You get juiced up in the Mile High City. You're like, yes, we can go places. But then when your offense has to make plays and you're like, oh, where are we going to get it from? What's our identity? Are we a running team? Is is Booker the man? Are we, you know, C.J. Anderson? Are we Demarius Thomas? Are we Emmanuel Sanders? I mean, who are we? Are, are we? Where do we get those tough yards? Where do we get that first down from? So if you're the Broncos, it was just bad luck this year that the Raiders and the Chiefs are so good that, you know, <laughs> you're fighting the Miami Dolphins for, for, for a playoff spot. And it doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which you may not ball. make. So I, uh, I don't know. And, and I guess – but but give give Denver credit though. Quietly speaking, they did not sign Brock Osweiler. So wow, if they had a, put oh, big oh. money into Osweiler and had this season, at least you could well, say that's well, that's all Elway, and we got to give Elway credit because he says I am a quarterback. I had Manning. I know what a quarterback looks like, and he's not one. So I could pay him kibbles and bits. Or he can walk, and that's exactly what he offered, and or didn't even offer, and he let him walk. So that tells you right there, because to me, I trust Elway if we're talking about the quarterback position, you know. But it, but your point is so true in terms of, I just don't, I, they didn't have enough firepower to deal with the Raiders and Chiefs this year, which was a whole nother level. Let me ask you this though: Have people learned not to mess around with terrible towels? Because at seventeen to three, your boy oh. Jeremy Hill wants to try to mess around with a terrible towel. Not only did he wind up getting hurt and knocked out the game or whatever, but after that, we go on a twenty to three want win, uh, row and beat them twenty four to twenty. Big win for the Steelers, who have not played well on the road this season, but go win in Cincinnati. And i got to tell you, that Bengals defense is still really good. And I actually think they might beat the Ravens Week 17. This Bengals team is, even though the season's over, I'll give Marvin Lewis credit for this. ton of injuries. Uh, A.J. Green might be back next week. But I'll tell you, and to, you know, where they actually they play against the Texans on, um, I think, um, NFL Network on um, – Christmas Eve night, but I think the Bengals, at least they're going out swinging. We we had a tough game with them. You know, it's always a big rivalry now, Steelers and Bengals, but Ray, that pass that Big Ben threw into Eli Rogers was a hummer. Beautiful pass, and then Le'Veon Bell, he's right there with Ezekiel, Matt Ryan, and whoever else, Brady, and maybe Derek Carr, the top five guys for the MVP, because Le'Veon Bell is incredible, Ray. He's doing it, receiving, rushing. What did you think about my Steelers? They're scary. And if they make the playoffs, they are a tough, tough out. You know, the defense is inconsistent, but the offense can beat you in so many ways, and they have so much experience. And and you'd hate to be a defender with Big Ben behind center with so many options I just don't want to see the Steelers in the playoffs. And if you guys make the playoffs, you you have to probably win your division, right? So you'll be a three or a four seed. And we have an outside shot of a wild card. We just lose the head-to-head tiebreaker against the Dolphins because they beat us. Well, that's bad, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just saying. Most likely you'll be three or four, so that means opening weekend, you know, yo, you wouldn't be four. Four would 
would be the NFC Texas, South. Yeah, so the Titans, yeah. Three. So you'd be three playing six, but six this year is going to be a pretty decent team. It might be Miami. It could be Miami. Yeah. Right, right, right. It could be Miami. Yeah. In that case, but, okay. but if I'm the Steelers, I'll take Miami with Matt Moore oh, uh, in my building. You know what I mean? In my building, oh, I will take Steelers-Miami any day of the week. You can't be upset with that game. You know. Did the Vikings just – did they give up yesterday? What What was that against the Colts? I don't know. You know, Colts and Vikings are two perfect teams to play each other because they are yeah. an enigma, and they're both, uh, you know, one week they look great, another week they look terrible, and with the playoffs. But now we line, want Teddy Bridgewater back, right? We're not. Nobody's talking about this Sam Bradford mess anymore. They want Teddy back. Yeah, Sam's gonna go somewhere. Well, else. I'm not even a Teddy Bridgewater fan, but Sam Bradford has never done anything in the NFL, and it's always been he didn't have this and he didn't have that, and he's not healthy yeah. and whatever. No, it's, at some point it's him. Average quarterback. <laughs> When yeah. they say it's not me, it's you, at some point it's him, right? Right. Sam Bradford is an average quarterback in the NFL. He's a, he's a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL. I'm not taking Mark Sanchez. But, you know, he's not leading you anywhere. So you might as well He's not better than Andy Dalton, though, is he? No. In your heart, you, you I'll say take Andy, Andy Dalton Dalton's much every better. day of the week. Sure. The Red okay. Rifle? No, for sure. And would you take, would you take Flacco and Tannehill over him? You know me, I told you, once Flacco signed that big money contract, Ravens weren't going to win anything. Um, but Flacco well, Christmas had the Day, Bowl. they get to play for the division. At least Flacco they get to play for the Super division. Bowl, so yeah, i got to give Christmas Flacco Day. credit for that, right? He earned that. Um, and Tannehill, you know what? I take all of those guys over Bradford. Tannehill at least has upside. He's, he's athletic. He came to Texas A&M as a wide receiver, left as a quarterback. All of those guys over Sam Bradford. Okay, so let's keep it moving. Um, clearly, you know, hey, Ravens got that win. Eagles going for two. You can't have a problem with that. Do you have a problem, though? Because some would say Malarkey got lucky. Because to go for two then with well over three minutes left and then he misses it, they're lucky that they stopped the lucky. Chiefs because of poor play calling from Andy Reid. I don't disagree with the call, but it's lucky to win the game once you don't Very make lucky it. to win the game. Right, and then Ryan Sukup, who was Mr. Irrelevant that the Chiefs drafted, I guess, umpteen years ago. It's funny, he comes back to bite them, and he wins the game. But after Andy Reid called the timeout trying to freeze them, Ray, what is, when are these coaches going to stop that stuff? Because it doesn't really work, and they wind up shooting themselves in their foot. I mean, right now, right, people in Kansas City got to be hating Andy Reid. <laughs> uh, you know what? Sometimes it works, right? So, so, so you the problem is when you're on defense and you just got to watch a kicker kick, at least this way you feel like you're, you you have a chance to influence the, the kick, right? You might be able to block it but because it's a 53-yarder, right? So he's going to kick with a low trajectory. But you're sitting there as a coach on defense and you have nothing you can do. So I don't blame them for calling a timeout, right? Why not? Give it a shot. Uh, but that game, you know, it turns out the Chiefs are probably going to be okay. They're probably not going to win the division. Uh, but ah, that, that hurt. But this that was hurt. big for the Titans, right? It because now, like I predicted, what did I say? We had our segment about five, six weeks ago, and I went all in. I put my chips in, and I told you the Titans would win the division. And sure enough, Ray, with two weeks to go, 
the Tennessee Titans that last week of the season against the Texans, it might be that Sunday night football game, right? The winner is in and the loser goes home. DeMarco Murray, Delaney Walker, you can throw in Henry, Mariota, Rashard Matthews. This team has got heart. The offensive line is built well with Taylor Lewan and Womack and all these guys. Um, could Malarkey, if he wins the division, could this guy get some votes for Coach of the Year? Are we kind of sleeping on him? One heck of a job. You know what? Mike Malarkey was on the fence of being fired. So to come back from that and to maybe win that division, look, he won't win Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year has got to be either coming out of Dallas, come possibly the Giants too, right? Yeah, Dallas, could do, New England. New York. Um, maybe Detroit yeah, if they hold New England, the Packers. But maybe Detroit, maybe Oakland. Uh, you know, yeah. one of those guys with, with double-digit wins is going to win Coach of the Year. But in terms of just the mentality, Tennessee was, yeah, I don't want to say down and out, but you're picking number two, or Dirk Cutter, too, in Tampa. No, Bay. number Tampa one pick. One. They had a number one pick, and they traded it. The Rams pick. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah, so you gotta you gotta think. You know, two years ago you had number two, and then you know, you, so you're you're just you're just down in the dumps. And to come back and be a legitimate contender and, and building blocks and playing the right way, and you know what, that's a GM job I'd like. The Tennessee Titans. Well, they they hired John Robinson, and he came over and he did a great job and made that trade to get Demarco Murray. So kudos to him. Uh, Buffalo, does Rex stay on? I mean, look they. Everybody was saying if he loses to Buffalo, he loses to Cleveland, he loses his job. Well, 33-13, if they win their last two games against, uh, who do they, I think they play uh, Miami, and then they probably end with the Jets. I mean, he's got a shot, I guess. What would they finish up at, 9-7 uh, and seven or 10-9? and Rex I mean, in the facts. But so he, he, here's, know, my just, with, here's my thing seven with seven. They could wind up 9-7, yeah. Rex in effects is an 8-8 eight eight coach. Nine and seven I is agree. a good year, and the problem with that roster is that so Tyrod Taylor. What's that? So many injuries. How do you judge yeah, him no, you or Taylor this year? There's always an excuse with Rex Ryan. My 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 point. They're undisciplined. They play for him, but then for some reason it doesn't work. Tyrod Taylor is not the quarterback that Rex Ryan can take to the playoffs. You they got need if Seattle. If Rex Ryan is your quarterback, I'm sorry, if Rex Ryan is your coach, you need like a Peyton Manning, Tom Moore situation where it's almost like, you know what, you motivate, you handle the defense, you and your brother do your thing, we got this on offense. You need a quarterback that's got enough pushback to almost be like, So you don't keep Tyrod? I don't think you keep Who are you getting to replace Tyrod? I don't think you can keep Tyra Taylor and Rex Ryan. You're eight and eight. You're you're just bound to be eight and eight. Now that the Miami Dolphins are playing better, you know the Patriots are the Patriots. The Jets. You let Cardell Jones play the last two weekends, last two games to see who he is. Cardell. Because he could be special. Cardell, he could be special, right? You don't know Why what not? you got there. Why not? I mean, you know, you know, Robert Griffin III is not special. So they might start. Well, they said he's going to start, but Cody cut short leash for Cody Kessler. It's just it's comedy. It, it, there's 32 guys, and Cleveland has none of them of 
the 32 on their roster. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Texans because a bold move by Bill O'Brien that winds up getting Gus Bradley fired, and he would have been fired anyway. But he benches Brock in his big contract. He goes with Tom Savage, the fourth-round pick, what, three, four years ago now from Pitt. And guess what? Tom Savage gets it done. He winds up connecting with Hopkins, who Osweiler doesn't even know exists in the roster. And uh, and Tom Savage gets the start against Cincinnati on Saturday night. Give me your thoughts about O'Brien's move. Should he have done it earlier? And should he just let Savage finish the season? And should they cut Osweiler at the end of the season? Because you know they can't trade him. So the Brock Osweiler saga was always interesting to me. Came out of Arizona State, big kid, big arm, but never really got his fair shake in Denver. So his argument, the glasses half full, says, I need my time. I'm going to go to Houston. I get a Lamar Miller. I get a DeAndre Hopkins. I get you know a great defense. Uh, Will Fuller had a great first few games, and I'm ready. The problem is that they signed this guy sight unseen. They didn't even talk to him. They didn't even interview him. They didn't even see if his philosophy and what he was all about. Well, it's the wrong offense for him. People say he should be better off in a Kubiak offense. Well, so that's that uh, yeah. So that's that's, that's him, my yeah. point. So not only on a personality level and in the locker room, and is he the right guy? the chances are that you couldn't have picked a worse offense for him from his skill set and where he was coming from in Denver. So that plus the fact that you're getting big money just makes for such a pressure cooker that uh, I don't want to say it was bound to fail because that division is so weak that you could have, you could have still won the division. <laughs> I don't know. And this they guy, still might. Yeah. Look, he probably is one of the top 32, but barely. So uh, if you're trying to – I'm starting to, to wonder, Ray. I'm starting to wonder. I don't, I don't know if he is one of the top 32. He's like 35 to me or something. I don't know. I'm not maybe. seeing it. He misses, maybe, maybe. He misses basic throws. And guess what? He's got, a, he's got some really – if you're going to tell me their four is uh, Hopkins um, – Will Fuller, Fuller, Braxton Miller, and Jalen Strong, that's not a bad four. And he can't get no. it to anybody. And C.J. Fedorowicz, who's shown up at tight end this year, Lamar Miller. I mean, that's a lot of quarterbacks would love to have that type of talent. That's and this not guy's bad. done Nathan. He's done Nathan. Well, let's talk about a real talent, and he's one of your favorite guys. Stephen A. calls him. He's a bad man. Aaron Rodgers yesterday. We're going to run I mean, the table. Really, the, and they're doing it, but the, the guy to really talk about is Ty Montgomery because as great as that pass was to Jordy Nelson and, you know, Devontae drops a bunch and this and that or whatever, and Matt Barkley played great for the Bears, and they got Jeffrey and, and, and Meredith and Howard, so they've got some young talent. Ty Montgomery going from wide receiver to running back and doing it with, I mean, great, can I, can I just I mean, say, crazy Can I just production. say – in the National Football League, not in Pop Warner, not, not in Pop YMCA Water. Ball, not in high school, not in even not in college. In not the National <laughs> Football League, he changed positions midseason and is doing great. Good for 162 him. yards, Ray, rushing. 
two touchdowns. Are you kidding me? And then that pass from Rodgers to Jordy Nelson, that was just, you're like, wow, this is why he is the best talent we might have ever seen at the quarterback position. Um, But do you believe in them? Because they really struggle with the Bears. They could have lost this game if we're being fair, and the Bears don't have that much talent. 30-27, to Packers almost got lucky. Um, Do you believe in the Packers if they get in the dance whether it's the sixth seed or if they get the you know the fourth third the uh, yeah, third seed winning the division or the fourth seed I guess it would be, do you believe in the Packers? Not really. Uh, yeah. Look, anytime you have Aaron Rodgers on your team, you have a chance. But this is a hurt Aaron Rodgers. This is an Aaron Rodgers who's going to have to play on the road because chances are, well, I guess you're right, if they win the division they'll get they'll get four, so they'll host five, they'll host uh set the Giants. Uh right now. <laughs> they don't <laughs> want the Giants. That defense matchup, right, right now. But Oof, I think they are riding the ship, uh maybe maybe a little too late. So you know, Detroit obviously comes out to Detroit at the end of the season, but I think McCarthy's another one of these guys that has to go because it's just been too long. Just need a fresh voice, yeah. something in there. Not even rocking. mention that team. And you can't, you can't get rid of Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? That, that, that's can, can we call it Pink Monday though instead of Black Monday? Can we get it to be? Because you can't be in the black on on Black Friday and then Black Monday. It, it's got to be Pink Monday because you get a pink slip, you're getting fired, right? Red Monday, Pink Monday, Bloody Monday, Monday something, something like that. Yeah, something, something. we got to switch it. So, But you're right. I, I totally forgot, and I've been calling for this job, um, and I've really called for the GM in Indianapolis. I don't mind Chuck Pavano, but your boy is saying there's going to be no change, and I think he's I think he's a bit foolish over there. But with Green Bay, I think it's time. I think you're right. And I'm even ready. I told you I was ready to give up on 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 Marvin and that Cincinnati job. I think. And guess who's going to go to the NFL? Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. Did you hear this? His he just hired on Notre Dame staff Bill Polian's son. Well, Bill, mm. Bill Polian is heading up. Is Bill Polian's heading up the committee? Uh, some NFL committee, I guess, to help organizations find new coaching and GM talent. So one hand washes the other. I think Brian Kelly is ready to leave Notre Dame, and I think Brian Kelly is going to wind up in the NFL sideline next season. So just connect those dots a little bit. So that should be kind of kind of fascinating. So let's end, before we get to our picks, let's end with the gents. The New York football giants took care of the Lions in a very weird <laughs> Uh, kind of a slugfest, competitive game, and, and weird, rainy, kind of warm weather, even though it was freezing, I guess, in New York the day before, 17-6. to You know, Sterling and Odell, they really, you know, did it. Golden Tate had the best game. Paul Perkins showed up, who I've been waiting for him all year because I think the kid's got a ton of talent. talent. And then Stafford, I don't know how you thought he looked, but I think with the finger, he actually – he played better than I thought. I thought he might struggle more with the finger, and he didn't play great. But I think if he was 100%, the Lions would have won that game. But because he was hurt, I figured the Giants would pull it out. Give me your thoughts on the Giants, and are they the only team that can maybe beat the Cowboys? Or is this a Super Bowl run? This looks like a Super Bowl team, right, for the Giants. 
You know what? History tends to repeat itself, and it wouldn't be crazy. Now, they did lose JPP, right? But they don't seem to be skipping a beat without him. This team, if the defense plays well, and you know it pains me to say this. they got to hope Landon Collins is still healthy. Yeah, he's he's banged banged up up a little bit. But you know it pains me to say this because the guy has had, if you strip out the two Super Bowl years, (laughs) the guy has had a mediocre NFL career, but because of two Super Bowl runs, he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. (laughs) This team is scary because of Eli and because they have, you know, when they step on the field, Odell Beckham is probably the best player on the field, depending on, you know, who who they're playing. Did you see the catch, Ray? Oh, it's just incredible. I mean, he practices those things, though. That's the thing. If you see him before games, but he's making these ridiculous catches. He practices it, but to do it in a game, it's almost like laugh out loud, like he's a man amongst children. And he's not even – he's a special athlete, but he's not a specimen. Do you know what I mean? He's not Julio. He's not Dez. He's not Megatron. But he's he's his own and niche isn't it of ironic a superior that- athlete. Take out Julio Jones, right, because he's, he's a specimen. But isn't it ironic that Antonio Brown and yes. your boy Odell and Beckham Odell. are the two best teams in the game, and they yeah. are nothing special from a physical, like when they step off the bus, you're not yeah. intimidated. They're not Mike Evans. They're not, you know, uh, yeah. Des Bryant. They're not any A.J. Green. They're not these big, tall Julio Jones, <laughs> lanky, strong, you know. Great not, hands. Great hands, they run great patterns, they've mastered their craft, and they're both very they're both very fast but also quick. They've got football quick, speed. And not everybody is quick with the with the football speed with the pads on. You know, so oh, we can't forget Saturday night because I totally missed the game, totally fell asleep at the wheel, but who really cares, right? Because it's the Dolphins and Jets. It used to be a great rival, but thirty seven I mean thirty four thirteen and the Jets and Petty gets hurt with his chest. And i got to ask you, I haven't heard, and I know you got the Selvin Richardson reports, and he's an idiot, and Todd Bowles, this, that, or whatever. Two things. One, do you keep Bowles? Because I think they should. There's no reason to fire him for the player's mess. But then, two, is it time to finally, for week 16 and 17, start Christian Hackenberg to see what the heck you have before you go ahead and draft you know, uh, Drabisky from North Carolina or or anybody else. Give me your thoughts on those two things. Well, they said it was a it was a redshirt year, so I'm going to take them at their word and say that Hackenberg is not going to play. Gotta play him. Why not? I, look, I, you go back to I, you go back to Fitzpatrick Ray with two games no, left. I, I'm I'm with you, but but I think the Jets have. Put, put a stake in the ground and said he's not going to play this year. I, I'm totally with you. You know what you have in Fitzpatrick, which is a glorified backup, a guy that could start for 5, 10, 15 games even if you needed to, but you don't want to build your team around him. So very good. Put it like this. If there's 32 quarterbacks, then he's 33. <laughs> or, or he's probably one of the top 32 best. But but the point is you don't want – if you have greater aspirations than winning, you know, 8-8, eight 9-7 eight, and seven, – then you you can't start your season with Fitzpatrick as your quarterback. Having said that, I don't think Hackenberg is going to do anything in the pros, but you have to see it. You have to give the guy a chance to fail. Just like Geno Smith, you know, 
Geno's not the man, but I, I had to see it on the field. I mean, he did some things at West Virginia, but I had to see him fail in the pros. And same with well, Ackenberg. Think about Monday Night Football, right? Perfect example. What if we never saw Kirk Cousins? Because he was a backup and he was drafted later in Michigan State or whatever, if he never got the chance, we wouldn't know what the guy could do. So you've yep. got to give Hackenberg a chance. It doesn't make any sense to me. And let me tell you, I mean, because we've got to pick this game, um, your boy since week, what did they say, week 11 or week 13 from last year, has been the best quarterback in the NFL ahead of Tom Brady in terms of passer rating, touchdowns, interceptions, everything. Kirk Cousins has been doing it, and it's been for a long time now. So this is no fluke. He's going to get, what, 20-some-odd million a year. He's earned it. He deserves it. He put all his chips in. He bet on himself. And um, he's like, I'm my first cousin. <laughs> and you know, God bless him. He 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 deserves it. And honestly, look, we, let's let's just pick it. I I think the Redskins put it on the Panthers tonight. I think Josh Norman, you know, he he might pick off Cam once, and no Luke Keekley, smartly so, right? He's with the concussions and stuff. It's not worth the risk. Although they cleared him. Um, I don't think Carolina Ray, their heart is in it anymore. I think this team is emotionally. They're tired. They just they need a they need a redo. <sighs> they need to breathe. They need to get some free agents. They did an MRI on Cam's shoulder, yada yada. You know he's not 100. percent The guy's all banged up. He's got to stop this running and banging in everybody, and learn how to be accurate more so from the pocket. And I think the Redskins win 27-17. And hopefully the guy I need in fantasy, Jordan Reed, puts up two touchdowns. 10 catches for like 85 yards and keeps me alive in fantasy football so I can go to championship, right? That's my pick. Well, I agree with you 100%. I think that at a certain point, the game of football is too physical and too taxing to do when you're emotionally down. And I think the Carolina Panthers are down and out. When you go from a 15-1 and team thinking that you're the better team and should win the Super Bowl, and then you start off the way they started off and you just never recovered, it's hard to get up for a Monday night game that really doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. Your heart and soul, Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis and, and Cam are probably the other, the other parts of that heart, is out. I think you're right. I think the Redskins need this game more. The Redskins are sniffing sniffing out the playoffs. Uh, your boy is sniffing out a big contract. So, all in all, Redskins need this game. Carolina's checked out, thinking about next year. So, yeah, I'll go with the Redskins. I think it'll be a close game, but I think ultimately the Redskins pull away in the second half. And I do think your boy Jordan Reed, Kirk Cousins, Pierre Garçon, uh, Thompson, it's just too much, too much posse. Kelly, like they, they've got too much going on. Definitely. So, Ray, we got to pick Thursday. Show's winding down. Um, Giants, Eagles. I think the Eagles are just like what you described with the Panthers. They were just eliminated. I do think Carson and some of the other guys are still trying. You know, Fletcher Cox is going to play too, and but I just think the Giants are too much. And I think the Giants take care of the Eagles, eh, I'll say like 26-17. Maybe a pretty easy victory for the Giants. 
Oh, you know what? This giant team is for real. Uh, I just are. think, yeah, you know what, though? I think they're going to sneak up and lose this game, though. I think no. they're going to feel that they're not going to catch the Cowboys, and they may just take this one off. They've won some games that they maybe shouldn't have won. They've won some close games. You could think of the, the, the New Orleans Saints game, you know, one or one of the Cowboy games. You know, a couple of games they've come back and won. So I think that it's time for the Giants to have a letdown. I think I think it, it's it's this week. Those divisional rivals, you know, they you never know what happens in those games. So I'm gonna say the Giants lose this one, and you know, if the Cowboys win or not, Cowboys win the division. Before we go, man, Villanova remains number one. UCLA beat Ohio State. What do you think about Kentucky taking care of our Tar Heels, Ray? One hundred three to one hundred, and could that be a Final Four preview? It could. Kentucky is always going to be Kentucky. I mean, John Calipari wrote the script on how to recruit and motivate for the one-and-done era. Carolina always has talent. So if this team played, I would watch it every time. Both teams are great. But this kid, Monk, scored 47. And he did it effortlessly. Eight for 12 from three. And Calipari was telling him, don't shoot, don't shoot. I was like, oops, sorry, coach. I put it up already. Right, he's he's really good, right? He's really good, but on UCLA, this Lonzo Ball kid, he's got a little Jason Kidd, Magic Johnson in him. He had, like, I think it was only eight points, but he had nine rebounds, nine assists, three steals. The kid is just directing offer and all the other kids. And UCLA, man, they might he's be got dangerous two brothers this year. 12-0, yeah. So should be a good sports week. Um, you know, we'll talk on Friday, but we got, you know, all the NFL games coming up are on Saturday. And then Sunday, on Christmas Day, you've got the Steelers, Ravens, and then it's Sunday night, Kansas City, Denver. So uh, the NFL weekend and week is going to be a little different because of the holidays. So we'll tell everybody, have a great week. We'll say Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, this, that, the third. We wish you all the what's, – what's the one on Seinfeld? Festivus, Happy Festivus, and all that stuff. <laughs> so uh, oh, that's the best, man. So everybody have a great sports week. And also, Tay must salute – Ray has added on with his lovely wife, Erica, to the Ray and Tay family. They had a beautiful baby girl. So congratulations to Ray and Erica. That is wonderful. Ray has thank done you, it. He put two, two lovely ladies in the world, and I put three, you know, cool boys in the world. And I think we can say, hey, we we've done it for 90. we got a co-ed we, basketball we, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a co-ed basketball team, and we've done it for 95th Street. Who would have ever known, Duke right? Elijah Duke would be our coach. Elijah Duke would yes, be our Eli- coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Elijah Duke would be our coach. So not too bad for uh, two two snot-nosed kids from West 95th Street and Upper, Upper West Side of Manhattan. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Yeah, for sure. Have for a great sure. Happy holidays, week. everybody. We'll catch you yeah. right before on Friday. But in the meantime, go enjoy the holiday spirit. Uh, get your uh, get your friends and family real close. Give them a hug and say, uh, you know, Ray and Tay. And watch those Houston Rockets ten in a row, Ray. They're balling. I wow. told you they can shoot. Duh, they can play Ray, offense. They're not going anywhere in the playoffs, but 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 it's going to yeah. be fun to watch. <laughs> we'll talk more about it on Friday. <laughs>